Today, I'm with a man who I believe doesn't need an introduction. He's a 20-year-old entrepreneur, and you might recognize him as the host of Rise of the Young podcast, which is the top business podcast on iTunes. And link would also be available in the description of this episode. Before starting, I just want to get this off my chest. You know, I feel so honored that you left your own podcast just to be on ours. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Looking <laughs> forward to it. I know. Besides all of that, I just want to say it felt so terrible after hearing that you were tested positive for coronavirus. I mean, you look healthy as ever. I mean, <laughs> is everyone in your family healthy and fit? I feel, I feel fine, man. I was back home in Virginia just visiting family and my mom and I tested positive, but we felt fine, didn't have any symptoms. My dad and brothers, they were negative, but you know, I stayed home for two weeks and finally got back to Arizona like a week ago. <laughs> Sure. I mean, coronavirus won't find its place long enough in such inspiring and happy people like you. <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm personally so grateful to get this opportunity to, to talk to you because I've been reading about you and man, your story, it's freaking awesome that how that single neck injury changed your perspective towards life. Do you know when a person at such a young age goes through such serious injuries, I've seen some going to depression and seek personal validation by running after fake friends and getting involved in drugs and smoking. And you chose not to play the victim card and started taking responsibility for your life. And look at you now, you're like a beast traveling all around <laughs> the world. It's great to hear how Ty Lopez changed your perspective and you used to follow his 67-step program, making yep. notes, and your parents wouldn't understand at first what you were up to at that time. You even mentioned your mom signed you up to some pizza shop thinking you would be better off waiting tables. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah absolutely. And I just want to know how it feels when the people around you, especially those who mean the most important to you, are not able to understand you, especially in the initial stages of doing all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. Yeah, man. I, mean, I, I would say definitely when I was starting out my journey four years ago, just with everything social media wise, I was in you know, my neck brace, super depressed. When you start to see the world differently through, you know, resources on social media and you're following different people and you start seeing these different perspectives, you sort of become very, you know, in your own head and the people around you may not get what you are thinking about and what you plan on doing. And I think at the end of the day, that's a blessing because you now have this new perspective on the world in which you didn't have before. And early on, you know, like you said, I, um, I had two brothers, they weren't supportive at the beginning. And my parents didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> sitting in my room watching yeah. this dude on YouTube or, you know, joining their programs. And it was that window of time of self-education where I really got ahead and I began to see the world from a different perspective. And it opened up so many new mental pathways and overall just motivated me to get things done and to start traveling and figure out how I can do that through starting a business. And it's, you know, for everyone listening, it was during that moment of time, that six month period when I was in my neck brace where sitting down and taking the time to think and mm. to learn new things was the most impactful part of my journey that really opened up, like I said before, this entire new perspective on the world that led me to where I am today. 
True, man. That's so amazing. And I believe it happens to the best of best. If we see the story of Elon Musk, there's this viral interview where it showcases that people like Neil Armstrong, who were his idols, they testified against him. And I mean, it's truly hard when people whom you look up to, who mean the most important to you, are not able to understand what you are up to. Because what you were... Because what you were doing was actually really good. You were trying to forget the past and create something out of yourself. And it happens with many young people when their parents are not able to understand them and they fall into this trap of self-pity. I mean, how can one avoid that? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, an individual who is motivated within, right? Like they don't Mm -hmm. rely on outside influences to motivate them. That's when you can really get ahead because for anyone that is listening, I've, you know, interviewed over 250 high level entrepreneurs. And one common theme that I've noticed in all of them is they don't let outside influences dictate their actions, right? So when I was dealing with, you know, my mom or dad or brother is not, seeing what I see and they didn't agree with me or they were like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, just go get a normal job. It didn't stop me from thinking that way. I just understood that I'm thinking differently. And I believe you have to be self-aware enough to identify that because if you're letting outside influences make your own decisions, you are most likely going to just get trapped in other people's opinions of you and you're going to do what they want you to do and you won't actually be yourself. And I think that's the most important thing that I did at 15 years old was just be my true self, follow my gut. And I didn't let outside influences dictate what my actions were, but quite the opposite of I let my internal dialogue dictate what I wanted to do. And it led me in a great direction that I'm passionate about with podcasting and now building a software company. And it's it's definitely something I'm grateful for that um, looking back, like to answer the question directly was self-awareness is everything, especially for young people. And I don't think that's something you learn in school, but Hmm. you learn through experience of, you know, spending alone time with, with yourself and hearing people, um, you not always support you. You know, it's not always great to have people that support you nonstop. You want to hear some critiques and feedback and see the world from different perspectives, but at the end of the day, it's about following your gut and doing what you think is right for you. True. Love that. And I think the key takeaway which one can take is that's where, you know, books help. You know, uh, I personally used to, when I started out creating content, even, you know, there are always terrible classmates in school who kind of make fun of you, try to put you down. And it's uh, all about, I just started self-motivating myself, listening to Tony Robbins and all that. And at first, I used to feel kind of goosebumps because I was living exactly the opposite way they were telling too. And then slowly and steadily, it all improved. And it's great to see that you are interviewing such amazing people. I mean, you have interviewed Elon Musk's mother, his sister. And when are you calling the beast himself? Yeah, man. (laughs) I mean, it's it's been super fun. I mean, I've interviewed two over 250 high level individuals, anyone from Larry King to May Musk to Rick Ross to, you know, I've interviewed like five billionaires. And awesome. Yeah. It's one of those things where when I started my podcast in 2017, I wasn't planning to do that. I started it because I had a interest in, um, you know, the podcasting industry and what it was. And I listened to podcasts and I wanted to interview people just to create an entrepreneurial conversation for the youth and to talk about stories and experiences and to also build my network. And it has definitely 
um, grown bigger than I originally thought it would, but it's something where looking to the future now, I plan to do interviews for the rest of my life. And I'm actually working on a uh, software in the podcast industry that I'm going to be launching soon. And I'm super excited about it. But yeah, some of the interviews that I've done, like you said, with May Musk and all these different people, they've, it's been amazing to be able to communicate and have conversations with these high level people because it allows me to think differently and get perspectives from people that are truly not only making a difference in the world, but that, you know, like if I think of an influential person that I admire to be like, whether that's Elon Musk or whatever it is, being able to speak to his mother is just so influential to me because you get to ask her specific questions that, you know, I'm interested in or what I think people would like to hear. And it's definitely opened up a lot of doors when it comes to networking, which is something I'm very, very passionate about is just as taking time to meet people, to have conversations and the podcast has been a vehicle to do so. Yeah, that's really great. And I believe if you want to talk to Elon Musk, you can just directly contact his mom and say like, can you just put your son in front of camera for one hour? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's not that easy for sure, but I definitely want to interview Elon. I mean, he can't say no to his mother. You can tell him like, <laughs> go and spank him. <laughs> just get <Yeah>. him somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's such a great inspiration in this century you know, for young aspiring minds. And it's great to know that how much of a learning experience it is for you to talk to such influential personalities and even as you shared in one of your interviews that you were quite serious about sports since a young age you used to play hockey I believe and sports is all about teamwork and focus I'm curious to know is there any qualities which you believe sports has taught you that are quite useful in what you are doing today yeah absolutely Um, I was actually reading one of my buddies posts yesterday about sports and he talked about how and I related to this a lot. And I would say, you know, growing up, I played sports for 10 years. I played hockey, lacrosse, and football. And one of the most important aspects of it all is the value of teamwork, right? Where to win games, I played a lot of team sports. I didn't play solo sports. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. necessarily play sports alone. I was always a part of a team and I had coaches and I had um, teammates that I rely on. And it, it, it taught me now looking back now that I'm, you know, I have my own business and have been doing this for quite some time is to really rely on people to delegate tasks, to rely on people to, you know, catch the ball. You can't do everything. And I believe playing sports taught me that where you have to focus on your talent and your skill set and go all in on that because you are an asset to the team in your own way and everyone fills different roles. And I think that's the most important part and lesson I took away from sports, which is just teamwork and being able to rely on others Um, but to all be working towards one mission. I think that's one of the most Mm. important overarching themes is, Hey, we all want to win. Yes. And whether that's you score the goal or I score the goal, it's, it's our goal, right? It's not your goal. It's the entire team. And that points, you know, speaks for the team, not just the individual. And I also think it teaches you the value of, um, just working hard in the sense of, you know, before you play hockey, before you play football, you're training, you're getting ready for the season. You're right. you're practicing, and in business, there are there are no days off. There are no timeouts. There are no off seasons. So having that same mentality towards the business world in my career definitely, you know, started while playing sports. Where you know, as as soon as the season ends, that's not the end of that season. It's the beginning of a new one, right? And you have to start prep, preparing and practicing and 
just honing in on your skills so that you don't get rusty, I'd say. But um, yeah, those would be my top two, three lessons that I learned from sports that I've taken away and applied to my life today. Right. And I truly love that thing about having a common goal and working towards it and just trusting your teammates. One thing which I've noticed, which is common between the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies is that they have, most of them have some sort of military background or sports which they have been getting trained in because it really helps in keeping you focused and I was watching this the other day about this documentary of two fighter pilots and they were saying that we don't care how much experience my no the other person has my teammate has whether he's been in the army for eight years or one year I still need to trust him as my partner and that's the basis of it. And I've read yep. about how 67-step course by Ty Lopez, you know, helped you in changing your perspective. And best thing I like about you is how much stress you put on being authentic on social media. And you're providing such a great value hosting events with influential personalities through Build Your Empire. And I even read that your main aim is to take all these connections you have built with such influential personalities and take them offline. I mean, you are on your yeah. way. I mean, you are on your way to put Mark Zuckerberg out of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, relationships are everything when it comes to putting together deals or being able to raise money or raise capital for a new venture. Just if I sit in this room by myself, right, it's it's great. But if you have ideas and people to ask questions to, and you can seek advice, like at the end of the day, I've learned so much through other people in my life. Those people have brought me so much fulfillment and knowledge and experience. And I wouldn't be where I am without the people in my life. And I believe everyone can say the same, whether that's your family or your close friends, like you are created through outside influences through the people you hang around, right? There's that quote that I love. You are the average of the five people you associate with. And that's so true. And I, I believe growing up, I didn't understand the importance of that. Because you're like, no, I'm my, I'm my own individual. I can make my own decisions. But you truly are influenced by the people around you in a good way or in a bad way. And to your point, my goal has always been to take the relationships that I you know, have on social media, the people that follow me or the people that I follow, and to take it offline, to create that conversation. And that's why I love podcasting. And I'm sure you would agree is you get to have these type of conversations with people get to know them more in depth and actually build with someone and you can remember their face and they remember you. And it's more personal rather than I like your post. You like my post transactional. It's a, there's, there's purpose and there's depth. And that's something I always um, have placed importance on and I will continue to do so because I know the value of it long-term. Oh, that's really great. And this is what is, you know, lacking in our school is creating such leaders out of young students. I mean, it was my dream. I had that mentality that when I'll go to school someday, there would be people around here so passionate about what they do, discussing ideas and all sorts of, but what we see nowadays is just talks about Netflix and playing Fortnite. <laughs> and I, want, <laughs> I want to know that uh, you used to miss quite, you know, quite a lot of school when you used to attend events and you had a hard time convincing your parents. And yeah. I mean, how, what kind of kid were you in school? I'm curious to know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like growing up, I was always a great student. Uh, I have two older brothers and um, both of them didn't go to college. I was the, I would say, son of my brothers that 
I had great grades. I had like a 4 4.0 GPA in high school until later in the, you know, later in the last two years, I was skipping a lot of days. I missed like 75 days, senior year, traveling all over the country, doing interviews, all that sort of stuff. But I still graduated high school and I am glad that I did. You know, I don't, um, I wouldn't have wanted to drop out because I, I placed importance on just going through that process and completing high school. And yes, I didn't go to college, but that's because I was pursuing things that I know will grow and build as in which they have. But going back to school, it's interesting because freshman year of high school, I was playing football and I had such a um, great group of friends and, you know, I'm playing sports and I was very involved with school. And I believe I learned a lot about, you know, socializing and building relationships and just being, you know, being at school for a purpose and yes, I might have not have loved all the different classes. And do I see value in them long term? No, I never thought like that. But I always saw school as a resource to to build relationships, to experience things, to stay like looking back, like to stay on track, to wake up early, to show up. And, you know, I, I have these conversations with a lot of my friends. It's like, yes, the the information in school may not be the best, depending on what career you want to pursue. And you can learn a lot online more than you can in a, you know, a, a normal class in high school. But the principles that you teach are some great principles about showing up, about um, just learning a, a topic and diving into it, whether that's history or entrepreneurship, like pick and choose your battles. But yeah, in school, I was definitely a good student towards, like I said, the last junior, senior year. I missed a lot of days and I was only taking three classes. I, um, you know, that's when I, my career really started to take off in the sense of connecting with people and hosting events and traveling across the country. And I still remember uh, like every Friday or Monday in school when I was traveling, everyone's like, where are you going to this weekend? California, Miami, New York. <laughs> it was sort of a conversation that was like a funny talked about thing that everyone kind of knew me as. And it was cool because I was still showing up. I was still coming into school and getting my work done. Even if I, you know, was late on a test by a week, like I, I never encourage people to just drop out and go do the thing, you know, unless it makes sense. But for me, I'm super grateful for what I learned at school, not necessarily the material, but the the principles. And I, I was back home in Virginia for like three weeks and I was going on my outdoor walks and like walking by my school and just flashing through different memories. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of those things. And it's super fulfilling to have had those experiences. And, you know, it's, it's cool to look back, but moving forward, um, I'm not in college and I, you know, didn't choose to go. And now we're, we're doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best thing I love about this, that through whole, through this whole process, you were self-aware about your priorities at the particular circumstance. And like, did your friends started treating you differently once they saw you attend all those events? Um, I wouldn't say differently. I mean, I mean, to be real and honest, when I started, you know, reading different books and learning these different principles of the law of association, you are who you associate with. I genuinely like cut off all of my associates that were bringing value to my life. The people that were just smoking and drinking and going out to party and didn't have goals. Truthfully, I was lonely junior, senior year, not in a bad way. Like there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. So I would say I was alone because I was at home. I was working on myself. I was working on my business. I was working on making connections and starting my podcast where I didn't create time for people in my life or friends to just do things that weren't moving me forward. And I made that choice early on and it's paid off. And I think 
it wasn't that they started treating me differently, but they knew what my values were and they understood that I was focused on something bigger and maybe it didn't make sense back then. But now looking back, the people that I do still talk to and friends that I have kept back home, like they understand that, you know, I was doing my thing and it's paid off, like I said, but to be real, yeah, I just sort of took a step back was by myself and utilized social media to, to build new relationships. And that's what I did. Yeah. Every time, you know, when you're trying to do something different and go against the conventional thinking, what everyone else is doing, there's this great quote by Dan Pena. I don't know if you know him. He's the greatest, he's the greatest personal wealth coach. And he says that, you know, it's not hard being the only warrior on the field. It's difficult when you see like 90% of the people behaving in a way which is totally opposite of what you want to do. And you know you can do better than them at that, but still you choose to focus on the right thing. And it's really hard during those moments. And I have true respect for what you have accomplished. And I even like this about you, that you always wanted that control. You didn't want to work under somebody. You wanted to have your own lifestyle. And... I want to ask you that during this process, when you started doing uh, this marketing, running Facebook ads for local businesses, was it easy convincing the adults at such a young age, especially early in the process that I'll manage the marketing side? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there's a a learning curve. And I, I think when I first started my first company doing Facebook advertising or viral video marketing, um, I had so much conviction and confidence that it necessarily wasn't a hard thing, but I was just learning so much about a topic where when I was going to knock on doors and pitch companies, like, yes, I got a lot of no's, but the people that said yes, I was able to bring value to them. And it taught me a lot about, you know, client relationships and bringing value and delivering results. And to be honest, like now looking back, especially to what I'm building now, which is, um, you know, this podcast software that we can talk about, it's, it's, I look at everything that I've learned the last four years has set me up for something that I'm building right now, which I'm so excited about. And going back to those client relationships and understanding the value of delivery and understanding the value of um, making things happen for someone else's business is something every entrepreneur should learn about client relationships and building, you know, having great communication. And, you know, when I was young, 15, 16 years old, three, four years ago, it was, like I said, I had so much confidence and conviction that I continue to have to this day where I never used my age as a weakness, quite the opposite. I was like, Hey, I'm 16 years old. I learned X, Y, and Z. And I know I can do this for your business. This is why you should hire me. And I believe a lot of the business owners that I started working with, they felt that and they saw that. And to anyone that's out there that may be looking at age, you know, whether that's you're too young or you're too old, you know, both sides. Um, use it to your advantage, right? I, I've always done that. And even when it comes to connecting with podcast guests, right? I just turned 20 last month, but the last four years, being able to reach out to say, hey, I'm 17, I'd love to have you on my show. People like to help people that, especially entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs that are hungry, that want to have these conversations, that want to ask questions. So I always utilized it as a, as a good thing. And I you know, received that, I would say like type of love back from all these high level business owners and entrepreneurs. And it definitely was a a cool feeling and it will always be. 
yeah we are truly parallel on that thing that kind of enthusiasm which you had that kept you you know going through despite of all the no's and i mean it's always a numbers game even when i emailed you the podcast invite i was so excited that you replied by saying nice podcast invitation i n- never expected to hear back because for every uh-huh. ep- episode there are like a dozen one dozen one emails and invitations which are not even replied to yeah so, no, you, that was a great invitation that was super cool i was like hell yeah <laughs> yeah i actually was so excited about this whole thing i said that uh, no the time till i have this podcast the time till i do not get casey on the podcast and talk to him i would not get a haircut or not shave my beard i think you can <laughs> get a glimpse of that yeah and it's so inspiring to hear that how you kept pushing through and this perseverance that kicked in and i mean you have done such a great job and i've seen you talk a lot about sharing your personal story that because that's what defines a person are there some techniques or what are some ways to create your story which is both brief yet impactful yeah so i mean when it comes to creating your story was that the question yeah Yeah, I mean, like on social media you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, building a personal brand on social media has always been a focus of mine since day one. You know, I picked up Gary Vee's book Crush It and now Crushing It and they talked about the value of building a personal brand and it's something where if people are listening they don't know what a personal brand means to to me it means building the most authentic representation of yourself online and I can I will always say it like that because nowadays your personal brand is your reputation right like if you go and meet anyone on the street you you have a first impression you can you know they give you a first impression if you have a group of friends they have a perception of you and you have a personal brand for everyone in your life where there's a they they think about you a certain way so how can you create the most authentic version of that online and build a following that supports you where you can have a platform because there's so much opportunity out there today with platforms like Instagram, Facebook and TikTok to build not only a name brand but something that you will have forever and which is your name and your personal brand, right? And that's that's one of the most I would say that's the best investment you can make is not only into yourself but into building your online presence because you you can obviously a make money with it if you do it right and b you can build a reputation with high level people and those those relationships can bring so much value into your life if you are someone that puts emphasis on communication and building relationships because at the end of the day i consider myself someone that is fueled by communication i love having conversations and you know that's not the case for everyone and i i look at that as one of my specialties as a communication and building relationships and being able to bring value to people in my life and when it comes to building that brand you know anyone listening needs to identify why are you, why do you want to build a personal brand and who are you building it for is are you building it because you truly want to bring value to your community online or are you doing it for selfish reasons and you're just trying to make a quick buck right i always tell people i'm looking at personal branding and everything i do super long term and i believe some a lot of people get caught up in the how can i make a quick buck how can i make a quick buck when you're sacrificing identity and reputation and that's something you need you need to identify when you're starting to build a brand is okay like how do i want to build this for me it was podcasting that really 
set me up to connect with a lot of people, which built my brand through association, right? I, I've been able to interview anyone, like I said, from Rick Ross to Larry King to Jordan Belfort to Grant Cardone to anyone that has a, a great presence online. I'm trying to get them on my, on my podcast because I'm building a brand through association. Through associating with these high-level people, I instantly um, become you know, in that same category. And I always tell people, collaborate, 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 because you can get so much farther um, when it comes to building your brand and building your audience through association, through um, you know, doing these type of collaborations like we're doing right now on a podcast or a YouTube video or a Q&A right. or whatever it is, an Instagram Live. So that's what I would suggest when it comes to building a brand is identify why you're building it and then pick and choose the industry and um, the niche you want to get into and just be yourself at the end of the day. That's the most important thing. True. I really like the whole mindset behind it on being authentic. And I was truly, you know, actually quite curious about this podcasting uh, software, which you are launching. And I read a bit about it. It's it seems a really great and unique idea of how you're trying to bring all the people together through it. Yeah. So it's it's definitely something new. It's not out yet. It's something that I'm currently building. It's a software called Podswipe. And the whole thesis of it is to connect podcasters with advertisers and guests. Because as a podcaster myself, the last three years, there's been a gap in the market of how do I get in touch with the right people? How do I get brands to advertise on my show? And it's at the end of the day, it's an archaic method where you're either working with a podcast agency or you're independent and you have to reach out via email or Instagram or social media. And yes, it's a great way to do it and it works, but there's no marketplace to create that connection, to create that conversation, to receive a payment directly on the platform. And that's what I'm building. And I know PodSwipe is really going to take a lot of market share when it launches just because every podcaster I talk to, I'm sure you would agree, is it's a back and forth communication game. And there's nothing out there that creates that instant connection with podcasters, with advertisers and guests. And that's what we're looking to build. And I'm super excited about it. And we'll definitely have to do, um, you know, when it comes out, I'll I'll keep you posted so you can get on the platform. (laughs) Sure. I mean, is there a particular date in mind which is yet available or when would... So the plan is early 2021, we're going to do a huge launch. So these next six months are really just going into development and building out the product so that when we launch, we are, we're thriving. (laughs) Awesome, man. And, you know, there's this one platform which I find on which I host my podcast as well. It's called Anchor. They also have, yeah, they also have a kind of a nice setup where they kind of, you know, unite you with advertisers and they have like per thousand listens, they give you some, um, an amount of money. And it's also a great platform. I mean, what makes your platform different from this one? Because I see a bit of similarities. Well, yeah, I mean, Anchor FM is a, a hosting platform for podcasts where you can upload your content and it gets distributed amongst you know itunes spotify or whatever podswipe isn't a hosting platform it's just the marketplace for podcasters to connect with advertisers and guests so don't think of it as a you know a podcast hosting platform because that's not what it is it's a platform that creates the connection as a podcaster like yourself and like myself to go on there to swipe through different guests that you'd like to have on your show or to swipe through different advertisers that you'd like to advertise with and on the flip side as an advertiser, I can swipe through different shows that I'd like to advertise on. And if I can see their downloads and their, you know, their bio about who they are, if, if we both have mutual interests, boom, we can 
you know, I can pay you as an advertiser to promote my company. As well as if I'm someone who's looking to be on podcasts as a guest, I can swipe through and look through different podcasts to, you know, to get my name out there, to be on their show like yours or like mine. Because I can't tell you, I've had so many people reach out to me saying, hey, can I be on your show? Or, hey, um, um, I'd love for you to be on my show, right? And I'm sure you get yeah. the same thing. I, I so mean, uh, that marketplace. sorry to interrupt. I've even read that you mentioned you get around like 50 to 100 invitations each month. And you and the best thing I like about you is when the first time you said yes to me, I thought that I should just stay away from his profile. If I comment and he sees my profile and he sees that I've it's been just like one and a half months since I've started. And I'm like... Yeah. 200 followers he would uh, you know <laughs> just stop yeah, replying yeah. and that was not the case because i read you said i don't care about the number of followers which a person has if they seem authentic i'm up on it yeah and it's one of those things too like you're you're super consistent and that's what i love because i you know i have a lot of different emails that i'm sorting through and different invitations and i'll you know as i'm launching PodSwipe, i'm starting to do more interviews because i want to talk about the platform and i want to educate podcasters on this gap in the market and more so create a, you know, how I'm going to be creating the void. And, you know, it's definitely one of those things where you've been consistent and I, I'm like, heck yeah, you sent a great invitation. You were very um, just, you know, it was a great outreach and that's what I value is great communication, great follow-up because that's what I do. So it was cool to see that, you know, that's, it's really great that you were able to re- relate from my side. And I personally find this idea so creative, what you're doing with, Pod swipe and I can't wait that when it gets launched. Like, who thought of this idea? What was the moment when you thought I can do something like that? Yeah, I mean, it was. It came to me like five, six months ago because as I was getting so many inbound requests to be on my show, for me to be on other shows, I I was thinking to myself, like, why isn't there something out there where if I want to go book ten podcast interviews, I can do it very quickly and get in contact with them instantly. And the more I looked and the more I searched, there was nothing out there. And I, I look at it as an entrepreneur. I'm like, hey, me being a podcaster for three years, I understand where the industry is going. I understand what the process is of booking an interview and booking an ad because I've worked with some bigger companies and they've advertised on my show. So I said, hey, if nothing's out there, if I'm not the person to do it, someone else is. And I know as an expert in this space and as someone that's always continuing to learn about this podcast industry, that... I have so much passion for the industry where I was like, Hey, I need to build this as not only an entrepreneur, but as something that will impact the, the industry that I'm in. And yeah, it came to me. I've been working on it for the past six months, slowly, but surely we plan to launch early next year. We're raising a a round right now. And it's something that I'm going all in on when it comes to building a software that the podcast industry needs. And I'm super excited about it. And so is my team. So it's definitely, it's a it's a long yeah. process, but it's going to be phenomenal when it launches. Yeah, I personally can't wait to you know watch it because it's something so new. And the best thing I like about you is that many people just find this podcast a way so that they can get more people towards their actual service or product which they are trying to offer. And you personally are providing so much value to this whole industry through PodSwipe. And uh, I personally yep. recommend everyone to keep an eye on his account that the moment he launches it, because it's a great source for someone building his or personal brand and podcast is the next new thing, which is coming up. And totally. 
best thing i like about is the emphasis you put on uh, how to be an influencing personality rather than an influencer and being aware of the end goal which you have to offer whether it may be a product or a service and most importantly not focusing on numbers now how were you able to grow your following to such a huge scale because i've even read that you used to go to events where one could meet these top business yeah. people yeah i mean both of my audiences came through a couple things one has been collaboration when it comes to all the different podcasts i'm posting them they're posting them but when i started it was going to different events meeting with key people figuring out different growth strategies running ads to my profile getting into viral giveaways like there's so many strategic things you can do to build an audience but the core i would say the core demographic has either met me or i've met them through my events i've had dozens of events all over the country over the last 3 years not more so this year but i was always putting an emphasis on meeting people in person and actually getting out there and shaking hands and speaking on stage and allowing my um you know people in my network to speak on my stage when i have an event and that truly built not only my audience but more importantly my reputation and there's a big difference some people have a big audience but what is their reputation with high level people in their life or you know real like big players because right. it's great to have an audience it's great to have a following yes you can monetize it if you if you do it the right way but i'm more um you know focused on building quality relationships and reputation and i don't want to be the biggest you know personal brand in the world yes i want to build an audience and continue to do that forever but i'm focused on the real world because at the end of the day social media is a platform and you can do so much with it there's so much opportunity but being able to call someone that's important in your life or that's important to the world and be able to ask them questions or ask them advice is way more important to me and i think you know i don't want to lose that person to person um level of communication just by focusing all my time on social and you know it it continues to grow and evolve and as i'm building out podswipe i'm definitely um taking a step back to you know really focus on the business and not just try to you know be a, the biggest personal brand on uh, social but to really build something that can change an industry and that's where i'm focused right now true and i do believe that many people especially young people that's where they take it the wrong way even though you know people would be producing creative content on providing value still there's that moment when they look at their numbers and are like why the heck are they not increasing and yeah. i've seen gary we talk a lot about finding your niche finding those hashtags and interacting with people who are under it and what i find in these days is i've also talked to some people they also say that hashtags have turned kind of a you know sort of a dumping ground and i want to know your opinion on it that you know what are the ways that a young individual or anyone can you know start finding their target audience especially without using any sort of money in the initial stage yeah yeah i mean i always recommend i think everyone should start a podcast because right now it's still up and coming yes people have had podcasts for a long time like joe rogan and all the number one people in the world but it's very hard to get on instagram nowadays and build an audience unless you're spending money period unless you have a viral post that just goes insane for some reason it's very hard to just organically grow period even if you use hashtags but if you're looking for a way to build a brand for free and you don't have money to spend podcasting is free you can have a tiktok account and you have a much more high likelihood of getting 
um, attention and growing an audience. And I recommend people check out TikTok, even with the, you know, the, hey, it might get um, banned and the data issues, like some of the biggest stars of this current generation. People that are building massive brands, they were able to see so much attention with TikTok. And I would always recommend, hey, start there. If you have no budget and you're not looking to spend any money on advertising, go to the platforms that you know you, you can benefit from based on the algorithm. Because right now, Instagram is not it. Even though I love Instagram and I use it every day, um, it's really dependent on your goals. For me, I like Instagram because it's easy to network and you can you know build that solid reputation. Um, and podcasting, it allows depth. You can really build with someone. You can really build a deep brand with people and have real listeners. And um, it's different for everyone. But those are the two things that I always recommend. And yes, you want to be everywhere, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. But um, podcasting is huge. It's going to continue to grow. You can really build a voice. And they're going to continue to um, provide new ways to grow as a podcaster with being on the Spotify top charts or the iTunes top charge, but it's definitely going to continue to evolve. And that's what I would recommend. That's right. And you were talking about TikTok. I really like how you get adapted to different platforms. And Gary V also talks about, I mean, uh, in our country, it's sad news for all the Indian people that TikTok has been banned from our countries, lit- literally. Has it already been banned? Yeah, it's been banned. The prime minister said no the other day it was so you, banned. So you, so you can't download TikTok? Not at all. It's disappeared from the Play Store and App Store. No yeah. way. It was there and then it just wasn't. Yeah, that's right. You know, because it, to be honest, uh, the government has taken a great step also because there were kind of border issues which were going on. And yeah. we were losing our soldiers actually in this. So that's kind of a serious matter. And Instagram has started these reels nowadays, which is quite great. So... Yep. All the TikTok, uh, you know, audiences rushing towards Instagram, and we have a couple yep. apps in our own country also, like Rizzle. It's also growing really fast. Yeah. Uh, and you know what I find really inspiring about your particular niche is that you're always adaptable. I mean, what is it that you do on TikTok? I'm... Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where last six months I built a brand there, I put out content there, but I'm like I said, I'm not looking to be the biggest social media personality in the world in any sense. I just want to build a real solid reputation. So I put out sometimes it's random content on TikTok. Sometimes it's funny family stuff and it's comedy things, or it's an interview with Rick Ross or, a, you know, highlighting one of my interviews, but it's all really dependent on the goals. I don't use TikTok as much as I used to, but I've built a brand there of like 50,000 followers. I got my account verified and it's great to have a good presence on there. Even if not, I'm not posting every single day, but I would definitely say I spend way more time on Instagram for sure. Um, but it's also dependent on, you know, my current goals. And right now it's not to just post, 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 but to build the company Podswipe. And um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's totally amazing. And uh, another thing is that I've seen in your stories that you are always helping out your father. And recently on your brother's birthday, you gifted him that surfboard. And it's great to see yeah. that he's getting used to it. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. What is it that, you know, inspires? What What is it that your family has a role in inspiring you and keeping you focused now that you have achieved so much? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a big family man. I was home for like a month in Virginia. And, you know, family is super important to me. Growing up, I had a great 
childhood mom and dad are together i have two older brothers and i've always placed importance on family so it's like i always spend time when i go home to spend quality time with them because at the end of the day you begin and you end with family that's one of the quotes that my mom always says and yeah it's something where i always try to you know be a great gift giver and to give my resources and time or give a great gift to you know people that i love and it's always been super important to me um and yeah, it's definitely something as I'm growing and having my brothers come out here to see my events and to see where I'm at and all that sort of stuff. It's cool to give them those experiences and, you know, bring them out here every now and then. But um, yeah, shout out to the family. Yeah. Got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what you have done is you know, so inspiring that all this risk taking and all this hard work which you put in, it's so inspiring for the people around you and your brothers. You know, it's uh, truly respectful. And I hate asking this, what I'm going to ask now, that if you look back upon, is there anything you wished you did differently? Because who knows, a young person would be watching this and can um, take something away. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I wouldn't say there's anything that I'd want to do differently. If I had to pick one thing, um, and I think everyone can say this, is just, fail faster, right? Like make so many decisions where it just gets you so out of your comfort zone because yes, I did that. But looking back, I believe just testing so many things faster is a major, um, you know, priority for me now is just how can I have an idea, boom, execute on it, get it built out and test it. And I think doing that, even though I'm, I'm 20 years old now and I've been doing, you know, what I've been doing for three, four years, I've learned so much from just quick decisions that looking back, I would say just be more decisive and always follow your gut in moments where you, there might be uncertainty because at the end of the day, I've learned that your gut is usually always right and it's best to go with it as soon as you feel like you need to make a decision. True, love that. And you remind me of this quote from Dan Pena. He says, uh, he talks a lot about, he says the thing that makes successful people different is they focus deeply and they take fast transitions. If they see an idea is not working out, they do not, you know, kind of uh, put it to action again and again. They just uh, go to another thing. And that's yep. really which I see in you. And before ending this conversation, I just want to ask you, what is it that you would like to share with the people that you're working on? Podswipe, you're doing great. And I encourage people to look up to it. Yeah, yeah. Instagram would be in the description and like even any new guests who would be on your podcast soon. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely check out Podswipe on Instagram. It's just at Podswipe. You can follow that, stay updated with everything happening there or go to podswipe.com to learn more about it. And then, yeah, my personal podcast is called Rise of the Young. You can learn more about that on my Instagram, which is just at Casey. And um, I post three times a week on my podcast, sometimes less, sometimes more, but it's been three times a week recently. So definitely check that out. I'd love for the people to, um, you know, let them know, let me know what their favorite interview was that I put out recently because I always like to get quality feedback. So definitely check it out. Yeah, guys, do check out his podcast because he's interviewing such great people and he's providing such great value through it. And I personally enjoy listening to, I've listened to some of the podcasts. The Rick Ross one was my favorite. Uh -huh. uh, you're doing a great job, man. And thank you very much for sharing your time. Hope you had a great time as well. Totally, man. It was great. Yeah, so thank you very much and have a nice day and keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one, brother. Have a nice day, man. Yep, you too.